Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the NBA Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your gracious and humble host, Rob Bruin. T Rose alongside me. We back. Feels good. Happy Black History Month to everybody, man. Happy Black History Month, man. We back. It's been a little minute, but what other great way to bring it back than the history to honor our ancestors? Yeah, you I feel me? Like that. Today we honor Muhammad Ali, which is the epitome of a true athlete. My, my definition of which he holds superior status amongst other great athletes, but manages to speak up for his people on important issues outside of boxing and never being scared to risk it all and make sure his point is always proven. Ali was the ultimate warrior with his slick footwork, quick comebacks with his sharp tongue, and managed to, to defy all odds to win his heavyweight title against George Foreman in 1974, which we all know is the Rumble in the Jungle. This is my favorite moment by Ali because not only did he shock the world, but he put all the haters to bed by defeating adversity at all costs, no matter how many people question his skill level, work ethic. And for that, I'll always be thankful to him. And that was, and that was very well read and well put together by my brother as we honor Muhammad Ali. And obviously, I don't I don't have anything um, put together like that, but I think Muhammad Ali like you said, bro, deserves to be honored. Um, you know, back in 1967, April 28th to be exact, he refused to be inducted into the armed forces. And by him standing behind his beliefs based on his religion of being Islam, being Muslim, he decided that he was not going to go. And for that, he was punished. He was convicted of draft invasion. He was stripped of his titles. He was banned from boxing for three years. And I think the reason he deserves to be acknowledged is not because of everything that he's done in the ring, but for the way that he carried himself through this situation right here. Because a lot of people, when things like that happen, they'll give up. Mm -hmm. They'll say, hey, they'll throw in the towel. But Muhammad Ali didn't do that. Oh, you know, he's not that type. His conviction was overturned in 1971. He went on to beat Joe Frazier. He went on to beat George Foreman, the uh, Rumble in the Jungles, Thrilling Manila. So I think, like you said, Muhammad Ali, without a doubt, is someone that we should honor and respect and give gratitude to his courage on Black History Month. Oh, big facts. And just so you guys know, man, we're going to be touching on the Nets and the Wizards. Troy has a hot take for us to not do as well. The Nuggets and the Jazz got into a heated battle, but it looks like they clipped their 11-game winning streak. We're going to talk Lakers, Celtics, and, of course, Dame time. When we look at the Nets and the Wizards, very, very close game, 149 to 146. Wizards came out on top. This was just a wild game from top to bottom, and the most crucial part was the last minute of that fourth quarter. For me, I think... And I love the way Washington played. All respect to Bradley Bill. All respect to Russell Westbrook, who had a breakout game. And if I'm Westbrook, I need a couple more of those games to maybe have Bradley Bill a little bit at ease. We obviously know Washington's not going to be a strong team coming out of the East. But I think that performance by Westbrook was kind of an eye-opener a little bit. But swinging over to the Nets, I think my biggest question with Brooklyn is who is going to be the guy to close the ball game for them. When you look back at their last four games, 
for me, James Harden has been that guy, whether it been a triple-double performance, whether it been a late-game shot, late-game assist. To me, he's proven to be the guy who's going to close the game. But I think when you have instances like last night and he's not there, you tend to find KD and Kyrie struggling to see who's going to be the guy who's going to bring it home. I think the Nets need to really hone in on who's going to be the go-to guy. And if it's not going to be one particular person, then to develop a system that works for those key players down the stretch. Because you can't keep seeing them losing to teams like Cleveland. Last night, them losing to Washington. So I think to me, that's going to be a key element they're going to need to figure out, especially as it gets later in the season and into the playoffs. I think James Harden is not necessarily going to be the glue, but that's the tough part about having three superstar athletes like that. You don't know who's going to take the last shot. You know what I mean? So it, it can be on a nightly basis, but I feel like it flows better when you know who your guy is. So it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. But my hot take on this is Russell Westbrook. I think that this season right here is going to be a deal breaker for his legacy. Reason why I say this is because from this point forward, I really feel like he needs to show the rest of the league that he can switch up his game. Because the biggest part for me is, like we said earlier, he's 32 years old. He's been in the league for 12 years. And Russell Westbrook is his best, worst enemy. Like, he's just on a thousand at all times. And at this point in time in his league, I respect his game, but I think he needs to dial it back at times. But when we look at a game like this, 41 points, 10 boards, and 8 assists, I pay credit to him because if he didn't have that motor, the Wizards aren't even in this game. Bradley Bill comes down, knocks it three down. Kyrie goes back down to the other end, hits a jump shot. Westbrook comes down, misses. Then they go back to Bill again, and now they come back down on the other side, and Westbrook is right there to knock it down on the left wing. So everyone has been giving Russell Westbrook a lot of criticism and giving him a hard time. Not to say he hasn't been bringing it on himself, but I think he just hit a slump. I'm an advocate for him, and I think that he really needs to continue to push through, but his best in his best interest right now, I believe that he needs to just learn when to slow it down and understand the pace of the game. I agree. And I think that they need to do one thing too in Washington, and that's free Bradley Bill, man. Oh my god. Let him out of there. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna happen. So I So when you say free him, where where should he go? Mm, yeah. I would love to see Bradley Bill go to Golden State. And I know people are going to say, how is that going to work? When you and keep Clay Thompson? Thompson? Yes, you can keep Clay Thompson. You can run Stephen Curry at the one. You can run Bradley Bill at the two. You allow Clay to run the three. He still can play on the wing. He's still going to be one of your top defenders. Guys like Draymond Green, guys like Kelly Oubre. Um, I mean, maybe even Big Kelly Oubre is Why gone. You know, maybe, maybe even maybe even James Wiseman, you know, because he's young, he's talented. If you're going to stay, you may want to hold on to that. But I think Bradley Bill needs to make some moves out of Washington. And I would love to see him in Golden State. I mean, when you look at what Bradley Bill is doing, though, I, for him to be so frustrated, I really don't understand why he signed the extension to stay. I think he should have just shopped around, to be honest with you. Obviously, he wanted to stay and play with John Wall, but that didn't work out. That switched up quickly with John Wall going to Houston. But I think Bradley Bill, if he's really as frustrated as he's saying, I think he needs to jump ship. 
Now we could take it a step further and ask what team he should go to. I'm not really sure where he would fit, but he's the type of guard where he's going to score. But one thing I will say about Bradley Bill, for me, he's not proven yet. So that's my only concern with him. As we push forward to, we got a preview of the Western Conference semifinals. Jokic was balling out of control, gave us 47 points, snapped the Jazz 11-game winning streak. I don't know. It just seems like these two teams, they always get to a certain point, and they can never surpass that. And to be honest, they they just have to deal with LeBron James right now, which is <laughs> going to be the person that they have to get past. And I don't really see either one of these teams being able to push past the Lakers this year. I got a lot of respect for the Utah Jazz. They're still one of they're still the top team coming out of the West, fifteen and five. Mm-hmm. And Denver is always, or at least over the last two three years, have proven themselves to be a pretty solidified team with guys like Jokic and Jamal Murray. But like you say, I think the big question is: Are they going to be real this year? It's great that you're starting off great. You got Madonavich playing good. well. He had twenty nine last night. Mike Conley. He's still kind of struggling, trying to find mm-hmm. himself a groove. Last night, he was two for 10 from the field. Donovan Mitchell, That's he's tough. superb. He's a star, but he's not consistent. So I can't really believe in teams like Utah. Now, when you look over at Denver, they had Jokic. Big performance last night, 47 points, 12 rebounds. All-star caliber, MVP caliber. But Jamal Murray, his consistency for me is just wavering a little bit too much. I need to see the Murray that we saw in the bubble. And I don't need to just see that in playoff runs or in five-game spurts. I need to know that that's what you can do for a season for me to believe that a team like the Denver Nuggets are going to be consistent going up against teams like the Lakers, be consistent against teams like the Clippers, be consistent against teams like Utah. This is going to be a year that one of those two teams have to prove if they're real or not. And if not, then we need to start seeing some moves made. Agreed. Now, when we look at the Lakers and the Celtics, Saturday night, prime time, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. You know, I kind of feel like this is like a rerun of last year, literally. Me and you will go back between the Lakers, the Celtics, and the Clippers, literally. And uh, when we look at how this broke down, Tatum and Brown, I think... What's really changing the dynamic of this relationship is Jalen Brown, in my opinion. He's stepping up. They had him mic'd up in this game, and I didn't know that he was that great of a leader, just how his communication is, how involved he is, how he's talking to his teammates and telling them the spots they need to be in, encouraging everybody. And this has elevated his game to the next level. Obviously, I mean, he's averaging 27 points, which is one point more than Jason Tatum. But he looks great. He's a great defender. He's a great rebounder, especially an offensive rebounder. It just hurt my heart when Kemba pulled up for that step back and it was just short. Not to mention Daniel Tice couldn't even put it back up. And I think what you said is the key point for what the Celtics are going to need as they keep moving forward in the season and into the playoffs. Maturity and leadership. And I think you're now starting to see that out of the young guys. And obviously when you're young, you're still trying to find yourself and where you're comfortable. But I think now guys like Jalen Brown, guys like Jason Tatum 
are now starting to not only find themselves, but starting to find their voice and their leadership. And I think you're starting to see that, especially in a game that they lost. It was a one-point loss, 96-95. Oh, my God. That hurt my heart so bad, bro. But but you still had great performances from Jason Tatum. He had 30 points. Jalen Brown finished with 28, especially on a night where LeBron James did not play well. He finished with 21, but was 7 for mm -hmm. 17 from the field. So I think... Them five TOs, though. Five, and five TOs. So mm -hmm. I think... So now I think once they're able to find them a big man, I think that's the key element that the Boston Celtics are missing. They need to find themselves a solid big man and someone that you can get maybe 15 to 20 points from off the bench. And for me, I think the Celtics will find themselves in a prime situation coming out of the East. You still got teams like the Nets. You still got teams like Philly, but I cannot mention Celtics as well. And not to mention... The way that Green played defense on that last possession, Jason Tatum played LeBron straight up. Jalen Brown stepped up for a little help. And Kemba Walker with the active hands. I knew for sure when we got that steal, it was going down. But nonetheless, it's all good. Next game, we'll see him. And and you and you brought up that we always speak about something. But uh <laughs> I don't I don't want this one to go unnoticed because I know you're such a fan, but um Kimba Walker did finish one for 12 and 0 for 5. Because <laughs> I know you like to, you know, toot his horn a little bit. and But I just want you to take heed, too, because you skimmed past that part. Just want you to know that. Well, to address that situation, in my opinion, Kemba Walker was the veteran coming into this situation. Yes, Jason Tatum might have been the best talent, but I don't think that Kemba Walker stepped up the way he was supposed to. I think he got a little nervous in the playoffs last year. I was disappointed in his play. And it seems now as though he's really starting to struggle with health. You know what I mean? So I I always knew that Jason Tatum was their go-to guy. I just thought that Kemba Walker was really going to rise to the occasion. So when you look at Jason Tatum giving you 25 and 26, Jalen Brown giving you 25, 24, Kemba can give me 20. He was doing it in Charlotte. But like we've spoken before, it's different when you're playing against other elite talent and you're not the only one. That sounds good, but all I heard was Troy, you, you were right. <laughs> Troy, you were right. You got it, 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 okay. T Rose. You were right, you were right, you got okay. it. Okay, okay, that's all that's all I wanted to hear. I told you from the jump, Kimball Walker is very talented, but he is not going to be the leader of the Boston Celtics. He that's going to be Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown and we're seeing that and I appreciate you acknowledging that you were wrong on this podcast that's why you my brother because you can do that I appreciate that I just want you to know that the leader isn't always the best player though Sometimes can we agree it, on that I agree but in this case it needs to be so it what are you saying Jason Tatum is the leader and the best player him or Jalen Brown okay what does this mean what that mean? Is that a rolling? Not I don't gotta watch them, but you, you know what that means, right? Is, is that an eight? No, no, no. It's it's no, it's it's Dame time. Oh you saw what oh, happened in Chicago. Oh listen, y'all okay. gonna put some respect on the MVP's name. Yeah, I hmm. said it. He's the MVP this year. This man has hit over 20 game winning shots. He's the realest. He's gonna go down as one of the most clutch shooters in NBA history when it's said and done. I know he catches a lot of flack because he's in Portland and he gets written off because of his demographic. But this young man can ball. And I feel like a lot of people overlook Dame because he's not he's not super marketable because of where he's playing at. 
And I mean, it's, it's been tough playing behind Steph, playing behind other guards in the league and, and, and Russell Westbrook at the time as well, too. But I feel like there's been a lot of situations where he's been snubbed, even from the All-Star game when you look at that as well, too. But when I look at Dame, ever since 2015, he's been averaging over 25 points per game. And I Ballin'. think that's sensational. He's the third highest scorer right now in the league. He's averaging 29.6. And not to, mention that, yeah, not to say that it's all about scoring, but he does what he can to put his team in a winning position. And I think why you know, the, the reason he hasn't had the success that he needs is or had is because he, he hasn't had the right pieces. That's why Giannis should be in Portland right now, not still in Milwaukee. Well, one thing I do agree with is that when it's all said and done, Dame will go down in history as one of the clutchest shooters of all time. Oh, hands down. But with him being in Portland, we can probably say if that's where he chooses to stay, he will probably also go down as one of the most underachieving players as well. So I think you have that's to... Fair. Do I want to be go down and still one of the clutches or one of the most underachieving? And I think Dame is now at that point where he has to now figure out how does he get his his career over that hump? How do we get past second round? How do we get to conference finals? How do we get to NBA finals? I think that for me is going to prove Dame's level of one superstar if he's really truly a superstar because we know that he's an all-star we know that he's a high talent but I are think you questioning dame, if he's a superstar when dame to me when dame puts himself in a position to be in the nba finals lead a team to the nba finals then he's a superstar I, then i would say he's a superstar but for me right now with him being a good individual talent but not really having a solidified team it's hard for me to truly say that he's a superstar in this league yeah, the reason why I don't agree with that because obviously we know it's a team sport. He can only do but so much. And in the pieces that he's gotten, there's no knock to Melo, there's no knock to CJ McCollum. But in all honesty, I think they might have to break that duo up. Like Bradley, Bill, and John Wall, for the longest they've been together, but nothing's came out of it, right? So when I look at his skill level, I think he's not ahead of his time, but he's great. He's up there with Steph. And just to look at the way... Dame took that shot in Chicago. He didn't go to tie the game. He wanted to end the game. And that's what we, we all preach, killer instinct. And that's exactly what he has. But as long as he's not getting that help, I don't think that he's going to be able to get over that hump. But I feel like he's made it very clear to us that Dame is about loyalty. You know, no matter who comes and goes, they're going to have to trade Dame for, in order for him to leave unless a weird situation happens with management. But he's not just going to up and leave. So we're not going to see that. To be determined, but one thing I can say is Dame is loyal, so I respect that. When it's all said and to done, a fault. and when it's all said and done, I think we both can agree he'll have a statue outside there at that Portland Arena as well. I bet that. Yeah, I can agree with you on that too, brother. So just to push the the conversation forward, when we look at the last two years, so many different things have happened. You've been in a lot of different situations. I've been in many different situations and we're just trying to push the needle forward, continue to grind, continue to work. And um, just so you guys know, we put some content out for you guys and we want, we're putting it together right now. And we've been orchestrating and putting, you know, a couple of things together, but we just want you guys to know that it's coming soon. And um, yeah, we just hope you guys are going to be in tune with it because this is a moment where me and Troy were uh, very transparent. The last two years for me and for Rob, 
have been nothing less of a roller coaster ride. Whether it's been school, whether it's been family, personal life, whatever it's been, it's been a roller coaster. And I think us breaking down the last two years will give viewers or whoever supports an eye on what we've been through to get to where we are. And we're not saying that our struggle is no bigger than anyone else's. We just want people to know. So when we put that out there, we hope that everyone enjoy. We hope that people support and hope that y'all understand our story. As Trey would say, we just want you guys to continue to be believers. We love you guys. We appreciate y'all for tuning in and sticking by our side. Until next time. We'll be back next week, man. We know we've been slacking, but it's time to get back to it. T-Rose, Rob Roy, and the NBA Prospects. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.